Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one! Arm drag! Don't tell me! Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Knightsey. And with me, as always, is, again, formerly not the Taco Bell kid. We're still trying to decide the new nickname. What was the nickname we came up with last week? It was I don't weird. know. We, we came up with a few. We were, it was like Big Mac Freddy. Yeah, Mikey was, Big Mac uh, Freddy. Mikey Mac, Mikey Mac Freddy. It was just like a lot of McDonald's ones. The Wendy's Warrior. The, the Wendy's Warrior. <laughs> Uh, Mikey Manfred, Mikey, the spicy nugget. That's what it was, Mikey, the spicy nugget, Manfredi. <laughs> I like that one, Mikey. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to get into this card. We got we got Clash of Champions build coming up. Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked. Yeah, Clash of Champions a couple weeks away, but it, it's not just you and me to here today, Mikey. We are joined by our very good friend, writer from Last Word on Pro Wrestling, Sean Laraway. Sean, welcome to the show, my dude. Thank you guys for having me. I knew uh, after I finished my last article, I needed a little bit of a break. But God damn it, I can't stay away from wrestling. You, you can never stay away. Once you're in the grasp of wrestling, you're you're never allowed to leave. You're always in. Join the dark order. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, welcome, welcome uh, onto the show. Uh, obviously, we've known you way before you've been writing for Last Word on Pro Wrestling, but. What got you into writing, you know, articles about wrestling, specifically with Last Word? Um, so I was looking for writing jobs after I uh, finished up my employment. I was released due to coronavirus, unfortunately, and so I knew working on um, my past job a lot involved a lot of arts administration. So I knew I definitely wanted to take on a freelance writing job somewhere. So I was looking and I checked out the site Last Word on Pro Wrestling. Go follow them on Twitter. Uh, uh, they had an opening for a job and so i applied they got within uh replied within a couple days and next thing you know i'm writing about AEW nxt because i refuse to write about ron smackdown i've already went to therapy enough i don't <laughs> anymore and so a great group of people who love wrestling and want it to be better just like you guys well i, I love to hear it yeah uh i love i saw we saw you on facebook like writing for them and i was like oh god now we definitely have to get Sean. We talked about it before. Like we need to get Sean the show. Whoa, we know that person. Holy crap! We know that person. I remember we talked about it before, trying to get you on the show. And then when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, we're one hundred percent getting the Sean on the show now." Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the people removers reunite. The rest. <laughs> of the oh yeah. 
<laughs> a reference only us three will understand. <laughs> a very, very, very inside reference. P for Rivers. What a great video that was. Still, still great. Still great. We did the red jumpsuits before us. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Jordan Peele, big fan of the paper removers, took our idea for his god dang movie. God. Again, the theme of this show, Mikey, is that we do it first. We do it first. Always. It's always us. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, you know, with past guests, we've always had them being judged, but you are you have taken the opportunity, I'm going to say, of writing your own version of NXT, just like we write our own versions of Raw and SmackDown every week. This week, you're coming in hot with a yellow brand. The Wednesday night delight, NXT. Nailed it. So welcome, welcome with that. So uh, yeah, and you know, of course, we'll get to the randomizers and whatnot after each of these cards, because we can't let you have a great, perfect written out card without some sort of injury happening, Sean. You can't, you can't get away without dealing with the randomizer. None of us can. (laughs) I'm just glad it's strictly injuries and not rewriting the show one hour before launch. Well, <laughs> ah, I believe shit. I believe that's in there. Uh, what is it? What is it? I'm trying to look it up. I believe that's legit in there somewhere. Um, yeah, it was something like uh, re- you have ten minutes to rewrite your entire show or something. We still haven't gotten that one, thank God. But now yeah. that I say that, we probably are. Yeah, that's, this is true. This is true. Well, thank you again, Sean, for coming on. Oh, real question. Before, just to introduce you as well to our audience. Um, favorite wrestler and or favorite match? Um, and what was the one, what was the moment, the first moment in your life where you were like, oh, I really like wrestling? All right. Favorite wrestler, AJ Styles. He's been my favorite wrestler all across the world. My favorite flat earther. AJ, my dude. Because when I was, when I first watched WWE, I also caught a little bit of a TNA 2008 with him, Samoa Joe, Sting, Angle, and so I liked both. And I knew no matter what WWE did, I would always check out TNA just for AJ Styles. But oddly enough, my favorite match: Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 26. Ooh. Uh, Everybody loves WrestleMania 25, and for good reason. Easy match on DVD. Hell yeah, man! It's such a classic, one of the best matches of all time of the 2000s. And so, God, but yeah, I just I think I like 26 more because of the story. Like the match itself wasn't as good as 25, but the story going into it. I'm such a story over moves guy. Not that the moves aren't great, they are. Mm-hmm. But man, the story from Michaels to Undertaker, and it all caps off with michael's retirement because of course i love sean michaels my first name is sean and my middle name is michael nor do i have nor do i have half the talent but it's like that was such an iconic match and then sean michaels never wrestled again never wrestled again well didn't he have that one match at crown jewel never wrestled (laughs) again (laughs) i love it that that match was great as well just because it was the perfect like it was the sequel to the first match, but then the stakes were obviously way higher for 26. So every every move, every moment was more, way more important because you were like, oh, uh, not only are we dealing with the streak as well, but you're talking like if Michaels lose, then he's gone. Never to be yeah. seen wrestling in America never, ever again. Never again. Never again. 
Okay. Well, what was what was the first moment in your in wrestling fandom that was like this? this I want to be a wrestling fan. What was the moment that got you in? So back in I want to say 2007, my dad bought a wrestling VHS tape from Blockbuster. Oh my god, that sounds what so a old. sentence you just said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was WrestleMania 23. You know the one with Trump versus McMahon, and the moment I felt was wrestling was Batista versus Undertaker for the World Heavyweight Championship. Because that was already, aside from Kane versus Kali, that was actually a pretty good WrestleMania. And then you had the World Heavyweight title match, the best match Batista had, uh, top five easily. Him versus Undertaker was an instant classic. 100% agree. I remember that. I remember that match. I remember, like, I started watching wrestling right before, like, on the build to WrestleMania. And I remember getting excited about that match. Um, like, I remember having, like, the program and, like, reading through everything. I just loved it so much. Well, let's get into the show. I'm excited to hear your version of NXT, Sean, let alone Mikey's version of SmackDown, which I will beat and have the most superior show on this week of WWE programming. Unbelievable. So, uh, I can't believe you're coming, you're coming for me already. So eat we were, your we heart were out. introducing Sean. We were in, we were in a good, we were in good vibes, and now you're, now we're in competition mode. It's official. well, I'm going to change Sean's nickname to the Heartbreak Kid when I show him how good of a card I've booked. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't write, I can't do promos. I can only write promos. Okay, anyway, well, Ryan, start us off. I'll start us off. Uh, previous weeks we've been going Monday back and night. forth, Mikey, but since uh, we're we are all three of us here, I figured we'll just go one. One night, uh, you know, through the week, I'll start Raw. Sean will do NXT, and Mikey will clean us up with SmackDown. So open up Raw with the quarterfinal match in the number one contender Intercontinental Championship Tournament. And it opens up with Andrade, of course, with Vega in his corner, versus The Miz, where uh, Andrade is going to win this match. And I'm going to go straight into the next segment because it's important. Uh, next segment is after the previous match, Zelina Vega grabs the microphone and says, well, 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 congrats to the great Andrade on advancing towards becoming the new number one contender for the intercontinental title. And guess what, Andrade, you have a semifinal match next week, but against who? Cause last I checked, it's nobody, not that pipsqueak shorty G. Cause I'm pretty sure he's injured on the shelf for months. Wow. Really coming for uh Gable over there, huh? Yeah, Vega continues saying that since Shorty, Shorty G is injured, that means that my client Andrade gets a bye straight to the finals. And then, of course, cue some sort of maniacal laughter, but that gets cut off by Daniel Bryan's music. <gasps> Bryan makes his way to the ring and says that Vega is right due to injury. His pupil, Chad Gable, is unable. My to little compete. bird. My little bird, uh, Chad Gable, is unable to compete in this tournament. And as his coach, I feel somewhat responsible. I told Gable that I would not be present at his match last week. And what happens? He gets hurt. But that's the thing about that match last week, Andrade, is that Chad Gable got injured, but he still won the match. He has the heart, the determination. He still defeated your friend, John Morrison. Not even with one hand tied behind his back, but a full arm just gone. He's that good, Andrade. And you, you know it. it was an arm injury, huh? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, he's just that good Andrade. Uh, and you know, who's to say that your friend John Morrison didn't do it on purpose? 
I, I'm not going to say that, you know, I can't say that. I don't know. I'm not Detective Truth. But there's one thing I do know, Zelina. Your client, Andrade, does not have a bye next week. Next week, Andrade will have his semifinal match against me. Yeah, let's go, Daniel Bryan. Stepping up stepping up for his for his, his son that he never had, Chad Gable. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the father of two. Yeah, come on, Mikey. Know your, know your Daniel Bryan lore. Yeah, but he's not a. He, doesn't he have two daughters? Oh shit! Yeah, he does. Father of three. <laughs> that's, that's why I said the son he never had. Come on, guys! I know what I'm talking about. I thought I thought Daniel Bryan's second child was a boy. I'm gonna, Is it? I'm gonna I thought he had two daughters. I'm looking. I'm looking it up as we speak. Uh, yeah. Nope. I could just... be strong, Mikey. Ryan's opening up strong. Damn. On August first, Bree gave birth to their second child, a boy. Oh, I thought it was a second girl. Oh, I believe the son, it. I, the son he's always wanted, the wrestler son he always wanted, <laughs> Chad Gable. Eat your heart out, Buddy Danielson. It's Buddy and Birdie. I believe so. I that's believe adorable. that's fucking adorable. Yeah. Okay, Sean, thoughts on that? Oh, in, in between these sort of things, we'll get your thoughts. Sean, thoughts on that? You said I was opening up strong. You said I was the best booker in the history, the Nostradamus of booking. You right. gave yourself that nickname, sir. True. Ryan's putting himself over. I, that's all himself. I do. Alright, I loved it because it has Andrade, and I'm a huge mark for Andrade ever since his NXT championship run. I like that you kept him with Selena Vega. I like um, not enough heels in WWE really get their comeuppets, I've noticed, especially if you're Stephanie McMahon. One thing you start off with was, one, I'm a big fan of tournaments, and two... Just when you think he's going to get a bye due to an unforeseen injury, it's like, oh, no, we'll just have Daniel Bryan come in. That'll fix it, and it will. So I got to say smart, logical booking that moves the story along. I'm digging it. I appreciate it. Let's move on to the next match, and it is Bianca Belair with Naomi versus Natalia. Uh, Bianca Belair gets the win here, and after the match, she mimes a title belt around her waist. She's coming after Baszler. I don't know why mimes is the word that got me there. It just like, she's just like, <laughs> uh, I'm so great. glad you that did was that. Great for all the audio listeners we have. What a radio show we do here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just picture I just, instead of, I know what you mean. Like she does like the thing around the waist, mm-hmm. but like, I just picture her just like moving her hands up and just like pretend, like making like a title belt out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to keep it rolling. We got a video package, which is just welcoming the return of MVP. Uh, I know he's been, Sean, I know he's been back in reality, but we just (laughs) moved him to Raw uh, last week. So welcoming the return of MVP, which goes straight into the next match, which is another quarterfinal match for number one contendership. It's Titus O'Neil versus MVP, where I guess all of you could have guessed it. MVP wins. Damn. What? No way. You didn't no have way. You didn't give the win to up-and-comer Titus O'Neil. Oh, ro, ro, ro. Thank you. I was going to do it for real. I was going to do the whole hand thing, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do that audio hell. Is it like this? Something like that. What am I? I'm not a gator. I don't know. Is, he a, is that what he, He's from Florida, right? That's where he went? Florida, I don't know. Yeah. I, Sean, thank you, for, thank you for knowing all these weird specific Random facts wrestling about facts. Wrestling. I, I the only thing i know more than pro wrestling is pokemon so 
Uh, I guess that's fair. Uh, moving right along, I have a backstage interview with Nia Jax. Uh, Charlie Caruso asked Nia about her actions last week, where she attacked her friend and tag team partner, Alexa Bliss. Nia says that I know Alexa wants an apology from me, for me to gravel at her feet and beg for mercy. Do I look like the type of person that does that? Of course not. I don't need Alexa Bliss anymore. She was a horrendous friend. Besides, Whoa. I have family. Out walks Tamina, and the two leave together. Very interesting. Didn't we try this once? What do you mean? Tamina and Nia Jax. I don't think so. If we did, it was like two years ago. I'm about to say, I feel like, I feel, this sounds, for, for me, Tamita and Nia Jax together sounds familiar. It sounds like it's happened before. It's definitely happened in WWE proper, but I don't remember if we properly did it. I remember, I think they wrestled on opposite sides a couple times. Maybe. But I don't remember if we had them do that. I don't know. Thoughts, Sean? Yeah, I'm digging it. Um, I like that you're using Nia Jax. I think um, she's really underrated, honestly. Like, I know she has her detractors, but she does have, like, I think when she's on, because remember that match with Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank? Like, for anyone who says Ronda can't wrestle and Nia can't wrestle, like, it takes two to tango. And whether or not it's the producers, but there is something there. I will give it to you. I do think, I've been wanting to see, like, another go at the Alexa Bliss-Nia Jax feud since um, their feud two years ago didn't work. I think um, giving them another shot would be very interesting. So, I like that you're giving, um, you're giving the women more to do than WWE. I'm also I also love throwing in Tamina because weirdly I, I some people think it's weird I guess but I'm just like a weird person that loves Tamina so much like I love I like what was it when we when we were booking Smackdown a couple years ago we gave I, I I twisted Mikey's arm and gave Tamina a title shot against Becky Lynch at Royal Rumble I was like I love my girl Tamina Tamina can still she she obviously she slowed down she's up there in age a little bit and she slowed down a bit but I think she's still great. I think she's got potential. and uh, Not potential, but I think when she goes out there, if you give her like a tap on the shoulder, she'll go out and perform well. I'm I'm still I'm still like uh, iffy on Tamina because I remember we tried to use her in a tag team with somebody like a long time ago and it went over like a lead balloon. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot who it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was like Tamina and somebody and it was just like no, th- that team never got any love. Like we was never. It, was it Charlotte Flair? Maybe. Not even it. All right. Well, let me keep the ball rolling. We got a backstage interview with the returning MVP. MVP says that he's finally glad, or he's glad to finally dust off the old boots to wrestle in a WWE ring once again. This place has always been my home, and I'm glad I'm back. Maybe I need to install the lounge soon. Uh, then his opponent for the semifinal match next week, King Corbin, walks up. Uh, and asked Charlie Caruso sar- sarcastically if this is the man I'm facing next week. MVP, your home is gone. Raw is my kingdom now. Um, MVP questions this and says all kingdoms come to an end. Uh, King Corbin gets mad and slaps MVP across the face and leaves. Damn. Big words from King Corbin and MVP clapping back. Yes, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um. Well, let me go into my next match, which, in fact, will be my main event of the evening. Your main event of the evening? It is a, a big old doozy, Mikey. Oh, and we geez. have Daniel Bryan and the Viking Raiders, number one contenders, the Viking Raiders. The Beard Boys. The Beard Boys, if you will, versus Seth Rollins and the Disciples. All right. 
and to be clear, Sean, just just for clarification, the disciples here are Murphy and Dave Mastiff. Dave Mastiff, isn't he from yeah. NXT UK? Exactly. I had a I had a call up, and I was like, "Huh, let me." I need to. They were it was they were feuding with the New Day at the time, and I was like, "Oh, I have to pick someone from NXT like UK, basically." And I was like, "Who do I pick?" And well, I basically, I basically kept going, "Pick Dave Mastiff." Well, I was thinking about Dave. Dave I was thinking about Dave Mastiff because I was like, "Well, if I get a big guy in, then he can like fight off Big E." So I was like, "Dave Mastiff is a solid choice, actually." And then I have a tag team of Mastiff and Murphy, and I just think that's a great name. It sounds like um, Seth Rollins trying to replace his ex boyfriends Roman and Dean because <laughs> Dean doesn't want to talk to him anymore. He's palling with Omega and the Bucks, then Roman's palling with Paul. So Seth's just like, man, I really should not have went on that Twitter spree last year. He just calls it the Shield Two. <laughs> no, he calls it the Sword. Oh, solid Pokemon references out here. Next is going to be called the Gun. Just Gun Club. <laughs> uh, a Gun armor. Club. Gun Club. Oh wait, no, that exists. The <laughs> Armor. The Armor. Um. Yes. So Brian and the Viking Raiders. Versus Seth Rollins and the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Disciples. Uh, who's going to win here? It's Brian and the Viking Raiders when Ivar pins Mastiff for that one, two, three. Big. This is this is a big beefy boy. There's a lot of big beefy boys in this match. At least three. <laughs> At least three. Like, I, I, can the ring even handle Eric Ivar and also Dave Mastiff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it, it definitely did in this match. Did you get they one of those able... superplex ring break spots? No. No, we do not. Uh, oh, my God. If we did a uh, Tower of Pain, was it Tower of Power, whatever it's called? Um, the Tower of Terror, Ryan. That's a ride in Disney. We're all we're all six men just break the ring. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, but no. Vi- six In this six-man tag, Brian the Viking Raiders get the win. Which uh you know roll not grit you know roll very nicely into the Viking Raiders versus the Disciples for their Raw Tag Team Title match, which I'll announce now next week. Whoa! Not even waiting for Clash of Champions. No, not even waiting. Uh, but I do have one last thing before uh, after my main event, my main event segment, if you will. Got it. Uh, cut to backstage. There's a commotion. We see Keith Lee getting beaten down. By the Whoa. Usos and LLC. Uh, LL- LL- you want to explain who LLC is for Sean? Yeah, Sean. LLC is a faction made up by Lashley, Lana, and Cesaro. Huh. Okay. L- LLC. It's basically the Hurt Business. <laughs> yes. Before I before the Hurt Business existed. Um. Uh, so the LLC and Usos, L- they're basically the Hurt Business, but more like APA that you can purchase LLC to do things. Okay. So LLC and the Usos are beating down Keith Lee while Roman Reigns is just, for lack of a better term, barking orders left and right. Uh, so Keith Lee is just getting basically bulldozed. And actually, Roman drives over uh, a forklift and places like a pallet of boxes on top of Keith Lee. I thought he was just going to say he was just going to run him over. I was like, oh my god. No, he's going to crush Keith Lee. Orton just gets in a car and runs over Keith Lee. That, that he could do that, but here he's trying to crush Keith Lee because uh, now he wants that title. He's going, going after it. We're going back to like the '90s, where it's like, who did, who hit this person with a car? Rikishi <laughs> comes out. <laughs> I did it for Roman. And then it, 
actually did. Well, there we go. That is my full card of Monday Night Raw. Thoughts, guys? I love it. Uh, Action-packed through and through. And I love the end segment of Keith Lee getting absolutely destroyed by uh, LLC, the Usos, and also Roman Reigns. I gotta agree with Mikey. I think that's a really strong card for Raw. Also, you've given me hope that one day um, the main roster will do a War Games match, and of course it'll have the former War Raiders, Vikings. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sean, I need you to say it right on this show. It's War Games! Sorry. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. Well, thank you. Thanks for all the compliments, guys. Uh, Yeah, a War Games match would be great. I like how they needed to stick basically like half the roster on Keith Lee to take him down. That's booking, baby. I'm. I'm like, what do you think I'm like, doing? Oh shit! Uh, we need to take down Keith Lee. How many people do we need? Uh, uh, Roman, uh, Lashley, Cesaro, Jimmy J. Uso. We got this. It's five yeah. people. Five on one. It's got to be five all on them. one. All of them. All the entire roster, and even then, you still need God and anime on your side. <laughs> he's the limitless one, bro. I mean, he's got a. He's, ah! He 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 has no limit here. Except for queen music, that's a limit. Yikes! <laughs> I think that's the perfect setup. Uh, my, uh, I'm done with Raw. So, Sean. Uh, well, I guess now that I'm done with Raw, I guess it's time to hit the randomizer. So, Mikey, would you like to do the honors and destroy my? Destroy I would my love. Ass? To, I would love to do nothing more. Uh, why? I'm hitting the randomizer on your end because this week's poll was a tie, correct? Yes. At the time of the recording, it's a tie, fifty-fifty. Uh, <laughs> So unless things change, which we'll figure that out, you know, I'll just I'll just say we accept the tie. But I'm excited. If, if we if we if things change, then uh, then we just take away the randomizer hit that I do on you. I feel like yeah, no, sure. sure. You end up winning. That is. You mean right. when I end up winning. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the randomizer is working, and Ryan, I have for you controversy. Vince wants a Vince wants you to book a controversial moment. Is is running someone over with a car controversial? You didn't run it, but you didn't run anybody over with a car. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I book that now, is that controversial? Sean, what's your Sean, what's your take? I think no. I'm sorry, but that's that's not controversial in WWE anymore because we're so desanitized to it. How many times has already happened? It's not controversial, Ryan. The judge has spoken. What can I have a ruling on what is controversial in WWE? You we oh. Man, these days it's hard. <laughs> they're at Grey's Anatomy season thirteen where they're throwing soap. Oh yeah, I'm a Grey's Anatomy. They're throwing fan. so much spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> um hmm. Trying to think, what is controversy? I controversial. Think while you think about that, let's move on to Wednesday night and see what Sean's got for us. I agree. We'll come I back. Agree. We'll come back to the randomizer later. I yeah. agree. Sean, hit us with your NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to go all out because yeah, NXT is still competing with AEW. I know they've taken a few weeks off on the Wednesday night wars, but man, kicking off in full gear. We're, I present. Well, sorry, you can't, whoa, you can't whoa, be full whoa, gear. Whoa, whoa. Can't be full gear. Can't what are you doing? Full gear. Hold on. 
full fear. Sorry, full fear. <laughs> oh I God. present to you what I like to call NXT Starcade. All right. Uh, what a heel. I was inspired by like Great American Bash, so I thought I like when NXT does the weekly pay per views. Same with AEW. So, <clears throat> without further ado, my opening segment: I have Timothy Thatcher rejoining Imperium. I don't know. Whoa! If... Oh yeah. I think um, I love Timothy Thatcher. I love what he's doing on NXT currently. But man, like him back with um, Imperium. Him being like the Roderick Strong of the group, I think that's a good place for him. I think um, stronger in numbers. I just think I want to see them together again. Like Thatcher can still keep the blue. Good old, good old ring comp coming back. Yep, the mat is sacred. The mat is sacred. So right out of the gate, Timothy Thatcher rejoining Imperium. So what is this now? A five-man stable over here? Well, they kick Alexander Wolf out. Oh, they do, wait. Is that is that in real life? They did? No. So like. Just oh, in, in part of your, in part of your, okay, I see, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. <laughs> Just Timothy Thatcher comes in, punches Alexander Wolf in the face, and is like, "I'm back now, baby." Shawn Michaels, Booker T, NWO, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we get to our first match. We're gonna open with a big ass hoss fight: Dominic Dijakovic versus Killian Dane. Number big one boy battle, baby. Big boy battle. Number one contenders match for the North American title. I have, um, I actually have Dane going over. So I don't know. Um, I'm thinking Dijakovic's already made with his battles with Keith Lee. I think um, Dane's been on NXT long enough. He could use a good victory. So I think why not give him a title shot? I think I'm going to go with uh, Killian Dane. All right. Can I, can I ask? Dane picking up the victory. So. We haven't checked in on our NXT universe in this universe. NXT world brand in this universe since what was it, November of last year? It's been a minute. So, so you had you can basically choose who your champions were. Can I ask who the NXT North American champion in this brand currently is? That would be Kushida, actually. Oh, I love it. Oh wait, Kushida versus Killian Dane. Oh god, <laughs> Kushida versus Killian Dane. I think. Um, because they're really not doing anything with Kushida at the moment, aside from wrestling. But it's like, I'll get to, I have something planned for Kushida later. But yeah, it's like, I, in my booking, he would be the North American champion. All right. Do we, have, do we have your other champions listed out or no? Or will yeah. we find out throughout the night? You're right. You're right. You're right. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Just keep going with your card. Hell yeah. All right. So next segment, Cameron Grimes comes out with Banjo. And starts playing. She thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> On the A, why? So Cameron Grimes comes out for a solid five minutes, and then this is back when it's crowd... like a, it's like Elias, but worse. <laughs> yes, I okay. Call it hubris. I kind of want to go back to a character being NXT Elias and actually making it work. The Wanderer, like the, the Wanderer, yeah. What was it? What was drifter. The, the drifter. Drifter, that was it. The drifter, yeah. I just, you know what? Say what you want about Elias, but that man gets heat. So I think um, I would have Cameron Grimes do a solid four minutes of She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. Incredible. Just like the full song. Just and, like I, the and, full. and you are right, Sean. In this universe, if, unlike our current universe, in this universe that, we, that we've been writing, COVID does not exist. So you got the full crowd booing here. Yeah, you have full full crowd here. Full crowd control. 
And we're not talking Thunderdome. We're talking normal, normal sign crash. Actual fans. WCW Thunderdome coming to the end. <laughs> oh my god. Hogan is allowed to win. <laughs> oh god. All right. So after that, oh my god, NXT fans are going to hate me. I love this. I love this card. <laughs> you're, on a, you're on a great track so far. All right. Number two. El Legado del Fantasma challenges for the NXT tag team titles against Imperium. I know just lost the titles to Rizango, but they're probably going to win it back. But in my booking, I'd still keep them as the tag champs because I got to say, I'm really impressed with what they're doing uh, from NXT UK and NXT. So I like them big British boys. All right. So, of course, British boys, alternate name for Imperium. Big British boys. I don't want to. I don't want to step in here, but it, the members of Imperium, I believe, are German and Italian. Damn. Shit. <laughs> big European boys. Big European boys. Yeah. Big, I am so sorry. <laughs> I hope I got that right. B E B. Big European boys. I'm gonna look it up now because I would be embarrassed if I got both of those wrong. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like such a WWE. We fixed it. We fixed it. We got there. Sean fixed it. We got the BEB. Well, then who who won that that NXT tag title match? Imperium retains. So I love when I love NXT doing heel versus heel matchups. I think that's something they could dive into more. I agree. Same I agree. Here. I think heel versus heel matchups should just be happening more in general. Yeah, because not all heels have to like each other. Form like the Legion of Doom. It's just you know people can exist as jerks and piss off other jerks. And yeah. and if it's and if the work rate, as it were, of the match is exciting enough, the fans will still be happy. Yes, exactly. Because NXT is basically a better version of Ring of Honor, anyway. So at, at this point, it's like Ring yeah. of Honor combined with PWG a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Okay, I love this. I love this card so far. Let's keep it rolling. All right. So next segment we have. Um... Chelsea Green, she's doing a heel photo shoot last week, or I don't know what happened the week before, but I'm trying to set up a feud with Zia Lee. So I think um, Chelsea Green, she's acting like a total heel, uh, modeling the new wave of WWE action figures when suddenly Zia Lee comes out from behind her and they get into a huge uh, backstage bra brawl. Whoa. I like it. I like it. Just some good old fashioned segments, you know, keep something going. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. All right, number three, sticking with the women, we have Mia Yim taking on Mercedes Martinez. Ooh, okay. like that just match. straight straight singles match. Straight singles match. I just love kick-ass women's action. That's the number one thing NXT does better than AEW, and I want to lean into it more. So Absolutely. I got. Oh yeah, I got obviously Mercedes wins, but man, I think this is a match. I know because Mia Yim might be a member of Retribution. She probably is, but it's like. Oh, man, I just want, before she does leave, like, we could still get that match, and that would be such a kick-ass match. Just two women have badass MMA-inspired kicking the absolute shit out of each other. be awesome. I, love I agree. It. I I'm, love I'm it. super into it. And then, after a work rate match, we get another Sean NXT uh, character segment, in case you didn't uh, mind Tractor Sexay from Cameron Grimes about. <laughs> We now have NXT North American champion Kushida getting into DeLorean and time traveling. Okay. 
We're getting very uh, Lucha Underground here all of a sudden. <laughs> I love Lucha Underground. Okay, that yeah, I'm taking very inspiration from that. So I have Kushida. He meets up with an actor playing Doc Brown, not the real Doc Brown, but an actor <laughs> playing Doc Brown. And so he gets into a DeLorean and he travels through different eras of wrestling history to study the grades to retain his North American title against all challengers. Absolutely incredible. Yep, and I, I want to go just like it. badly photoshopping Kushida into, or like badly green screening him into like big wrestling moments. Like, it's like yeah. very Forrest Gump esque. Where he... yeah. <laughs> so Kushida's like in the background of Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> He's just like in the crowd, like. <laughs> I would. If I were doing these segments, I'd go full Lucha Underground. I wouldn't have Kushida speak English because I hate when WWE does that. I just mm-hmm. go full subbed anime, full anime. I love it. All right, I love anime I like, Back I love, to the I love, Future I love, segment. I love Kushida living his gimmick and actually t- like t- time traveling. Yes, because that's the problem with WWE right now. It's like you have this guy whose gimmick is that like he back to the future inspired you can play with that you have the budget let's go let's go for it yes, you have, have the budget for knockoff doc brown i was gonna say you have you have the budget to make a time machine why aren't you doing it his name is dr beige <laughs> doc beige <laughs> nurse beige <laughs> all right number four my fourth match um Semi-main event, NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai teams up with Shotzi Blackheart versus Casey Cantanzaro and Tegan Knox. Winner uh, gets a shot at the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Oh, Neat. shit. All right. Oh, shit. I like that. Who, who wins? I, I'm very intrigued because the Women's Tag Team Championships are currently Raw's Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. So I'm intrigued at this. I would actually have Casey and Tegan go over by pinning Shirai. Big, big, big pin right there. So that would not, so I would have Casey pin EO. So that way Casey and Tegan get the women's tag title shot and Casey would get a shot at EO Shirai. Then of course, in my booking, EO Shirai is also scheduled to take on Shotzi Blackheart at TakeOver for the NXT women's tag team title. Or yeah, excuse me, NXT women's title. Oh my gosh! Lots of stuff happened over here. I love to love to see it. Now, is this is this uh, women's tag team title match? Is this happening at Clash of Champions or is this happening at Takeover? Or is this something on NXT? In your opinion? In my opinion, I think it should be pay per view. Let's get more NXT like interbrand stuff on WWE pay per views. Okay, well then, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley versus Casey Cantanzaro and Tegan Knox for the women's tag team championships. Will there be more teams added? I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> I don't know. Not yet. So we'll find out, I guess. Quick interruption. I just got ice cream delivered to me and I'm very happy. What? Hell yeah. Too sweet, dude. Yeah. How how sweet is it? Is it too sweet? Is it not enough sweet? It's very good. The Blue Bunny chocolate eclair bar. So it's very good. Oh my God. I, that sister just came in and said the ice cream truck came around <laughs> and gave to me this. So here we are. What a great sister. Okay, well, you're in match four, so you got a couple more stu- things left, Sean. I'm excited. To th- I'm re- I love this card so far. Okay, so my finest segment today, just before the main event, uh, Outlaw just fired from NXT. Angel Garza comes out from the crowd, and he's come in with five layers of pants 
and he starts ripping off one by one until he gets a North American title match against Kushida. <laughs> so the way I would put it, the pants, that, the pants say like, "I want a title shot." Yes, that's it exactly. <laughs> and then these pants are different. So you have leather pants. You have the ripped jeans. You have the Levi's. You have the bust pants. And then you have the tights. Incredible. Oh, man. <laughs> I just love, like, fashion model outlaw. Just Angel <laughs> ripping off his pan. Do the fashion police make a return and just, like, chastise him for his five pairs of ripoff pants? Next week. <laughs> I love... I love... Uh... Fashion model outlaw as a character choice, yeah. <laughs> like that, like that is just a great character to give someone. I think Angel Garza is going to be like a huge baby face for WWE one day, and it all has to do with just ripping off pants. They are quite similar to Drew Gulak PowerPoint presentation, which I will die on a hill as to say the best version of Drew Gulak. I okay. might agree with that. I might agree with that. Well, what's, what's that main event for NXT Starcade? Our main event, still NXT champion Karrion Cross, who did not get injured against Dexter Loomis. Ooh. Big-time main event. At this point, I'm just big poking Lucha Underground. But, yeah, I like um, – one of the things that impressed me with NXT this year is, like, how they're pushing, like, the, the, like, the bigger wrestlers. Not that to say they should ignore, like, the – the more like technically sound wrestlers that have kind of been like the main event. Yeah. I'd like mm-hmm. that. They've been given a push to keep Lee now Kieran, who unfortunately had to give the title a uh, relink should do the injury, which is really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even guys like Dexter Loomis, who I think was a good, going to be a good choice. If he was like planned at one point to win the North American title, or maybe it was originally probably just going to be like uh, Damian priest, but yeah, Dexter Loomis, super underrated. It's been uh, putting in absolute good work as a baby face. Uh, I want to reward, reward that with a title shot against Carrion. He's not going to win. Cross. He's not going to win, but he still gets a shot. It's still a shot. A shot's still a shot. Fair enough. I, I, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that I, I feel like one of the things that in real life that really helped Dexter Loomis's character thrive in NXT was the fact that, that there was no crowds. So that the creepiness of his entrance was just, just felt more. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I love this card, Sean. I love this card top down. You got uh, number one contender matches. You got title shots. You got Back to the Future anime segments. You have Cameron Grimes with a banjo, which that, I'm I'm just gonna say be fully animated. I there's, there's an idea there. But I just want to say that I, I'm just going to say canonically, I think Cameron Grimes doesn't know how to play the banjo, but he thinks he knows how to play the banjo. <laughs> he thinks he's doing great. He thinks he's doing great, and he thinks he's nailing it. <laughs> yeah, have you fought Jillian from WWE 2000? Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait for What's banjo country. Oh, my God. I thought this was a great card. Mikey, do you have thoughts on this card? I loved it. I thought it was pretty great. I liked uh, Timothy Thatcher immediately rejoining Imperium. I liked, um, I like, I love, I love the the full anime you put, you put out for Kushida to to learn how to defend his title. 
uh, like the whole training arc. It's great. Um, if if you like, if we do this again in the future, I'd love to see a return to that. Uh, just like the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the main event. I, think I love it's just super cool, and I'm glad you got a title shot. I love Thatcher and joining Imperium as well. I love the Kishida. I love the, I love the character segments. Like it's just like subtle things that you're doing that just introduce the character. Like you're doing the character stuff in the segments, and then match you know classic matches in the actual matches. You're you're separating the two, which is like a, a, a small detail, but I enjoy that a lot. Um, take the you know take the character stuff outside the matches. Just put them in the segments. These outside of things, I think it helps put over their characters better that way. Um, I love that in a, in a weird way, if you had the chance, you're kind of setting up almost like a triple threat for the NXT North American title uh, with Dane, Kushida, and Garza. Um, I like that a lot. I like Karrion Cross with Scarlet still happening against Loomis. That would be a good match. Uh, and the tag titles. I like, like you said, we talked about the heel versus heel dynamic. I think that's good. And I think that would be a great match. In general, Imperium, Marce, uh, Marcel Bartel, Mar- Martel Bartel, whatever it is, uh, and Fabian Eichner have been great. Uh, Wild and Mendoza have been great on 205 as well. So I think that would just be a great work rate of a match. And I think it's solid. Is it worthy of the name Starcade? I mean, that's only a question Cody Rhodes can answer. But uh, <laughs> but I think this is a great card. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. This is, this is really great, Sean. You should be proud of it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. it, it it wouldn't be you wouldn't be coming on the show with a great card if we didn't have the opportunity to ruin it for you. So I'm gonna hit the randomizer on your ass, Sean. So oh, damn. get ready. I'm still thinking about what to do with my controversial moment. I'm still like, what am I gonna do with this with this gosh dang controversy? Um I just I just don't know, you know? Um but uh, I'm rolling randomizer, it's currently loading. And, you know, it doesn't really affect you too much, I guess, Sean. Uh, Actually, no, it does. My mistake. You got a house show injury. Oh, no. Okay. This Get ready. Get ready, Sean. (laughs) Get ready for the pain. Uh, Roll a D whatever to see what what wrestler on your roster gets hurt. Then a D10 plus two to see how many weeks they're out. You won't be able to use them on this show. So luckily for you, it's people on the entire roster. It's not necessarily people that are wrestling tonight. You just have to be hopeful that it's no one of importance. Sean, how are you feeling so far? Not Cameron or Kushida. Not Cameron or Kushida. <laughs> not Cameron or Kushida. I like how you don't care about any of the matches. You just want the segments. <laughs> Not Cameron or Kushida. I worked hard on those. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess if if you did, if you technically could still have the Kushida one, if it is, if you're like, oh yeah, it was animated. <laughs> Kushida wants it. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, let me pull up your roster here, so I can give you a list. Look at that list of names to roll the dice on. Okay, Sean, you have. 53 wrestlers on that roster. Yep, yep, yep. Good chances. Um, good chances. I think there's a good chance no one's going to get injured for this show. Got to hope for the best. And I'm 
I'm terrified and scared. I was also just re-looking at this roster page. There's so many people you just didn't use. What, what, is, there any re- is there any reason that you selected these people to push or, or you just didn't have great ideas for other wrestlers? Um, well, one of both, honestly. <laughs> but it's like, um, I was just looking at like modern day NXT and who to pull from. Also mm-hmm. just um, take inspiration for where I think uh, NXT should go in direction of. And so, yeah, I, Triple H once said um, he didn't want every wrestler on the card all the time for takeovers. And I really respect that. Because, like, yeah, it's like UFC. You don't need to put every wrestler on all the time. Make sure they're, they are being used, but yeah, you don't need every single one. So I just wanted to deliver one that was, like, um, that really made for, like, a special episode of NXT in a way. I love that. Okay, I rolled a D D53. I got a 26. And I think you're in the clear. Number 26 on your roster, Vanessa Bourne. Ooh, okay. Vanessa Bourne is injured. You don't you're not using her currently on the show if I'm not mistaken, right? Nope. No, so she's in the clear. Well, she's in the clear for this show, but uh she is still injured. But uh, let's see. I'm just going to write and see real quickly how many weeks she's out. She is out for 10 plus 2. That is 1. <laughs> Roll to 1. She's out for 3 weeks. Oh, okay. Dang. Cool. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Dang. You, luck- you lucked out. You lucked out on that, Sean. Could 100% have been worse. Well, I, I love that card. I'm, I, was, I wrote Sean Lairway instead of Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Sean got injured on NXT. Oh, no. Okay. Well, love that card. Let's head over to Friday Night SmackDown and see what happens over there, Mikey. All right. My time to shine. Friday Night SmackDown. Let's go. Our show opener is Undisputed Era coming to the ring, and Adam Cole steps forward. Last week, we sent a message to the entire SmackDown roster. We are here to destroy dominate and rebuild smackdown from the ground up undisputed era will reign over this brand our first step is complete now that we've taken the tag division by storm the next step are the other three titles which brings me to drew mcintyre i want a shot at that universal championship and i'll fight any i'll fight through anyone to get it gm page comes out after cole says that and uh starts tell you what cole Recently, lots of superstars have come to me asking about that Universal title, and I think I know what to do. Tonight in our main event, we're going to have a number one contenders match for Clash of Champions. It'll be you, Adam Cole, taking on Kevin Owens. Cole interrupts. Oh, that idiot? Why? Just because he got lucky at SummerSlam? Page continues. You didn't let me finish. You'll be taking on not only Kevin Owens but Braun Strowman and Randy Orton as well in a fatal four-way match tonight. Oh, my God. Adam Cole is absolutely livid, and him and Era start throwing a fit in the ring, and Paige just laughs and walks backstage with our main event set up for tonight. Adam Cole versus Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton. Whoever wins gets a title shot for the Universal Championship at Clash of Champions. Holla if you hear me play. <laughs> oh my god. Fatal four way number one contenders match. 
for the Universal Championship. Winner faces McIntyre at Clash of Champions. That is a huge ass match, and I'm worried that I've I've been blown out of the water by your two cards. I needed to bring it big this time, Ryan. I haven't gotten a win in a while. It's either been ties or losses for me, so I need to bring it big. This is big. I'm excited. I'm definitely count me as excited. After the show opener, we actually have a segment uh, in which we have a backstage interview with Bailey and Asuka about Sasha and Ember Moon's words last week. Bailey starts, Sasha, you have been my best friend for a long time. I'm not sure what's gotten into you recently, but it doesn't matter. If you want a title shot and Ember wants a shot at Asuka, I think me, I think we agree that you got it. But we have a proposition for you. You two versus us later tonight in a tag team match. Winners get to pick the match stipulations for Clash okay. of Champions. Okay. I'm excited. So that's our that's our semi-main tonight. Bailey and Asuka versus Sasha Banks and Ember Moon. Winners get to pick the stipulations for their two matches at Clash of Champions. Because I'm not mistaken, it's Asuka versus Ember Moon at Clash of Champions and Banks and- versus Bailey for the title. Sean, Indeed. thoughts on Banks versus Bailey? I love that you finally broke up Bailey versus or Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah, they broke up a little while ago. Uh, we've been playing them separate for a bit, and now yeah. they're gonna. And now Bailey and Sasha are. And if going I'm not mistaken, you're sort of teaming like with it. Sasha Banks and Ember Moon a little bit, right? Yes. Who who used to be Oscar's former true. partner? This is true. Sean, I love. I love it because I actually love when um, tag team partners break up and form different tag teams. They basically like, they basically switched. Yeah, but at least at least it's something different. And you know what? Like more tag teams, the better. Like WWE has so many people on their roster, and it's like they could give like the tag division more depth than they do. So even if it's just like people breaking up and forming new tag teams, that's something different. This is true, and I and I one hundred percent agree with this. Yep. I one hundred percent agree with this. All right, we have match num- We have our first match of the night coming up next. We have Candice LeRae taking on Billy Kay after last week when Piper Niven was taking on Candice LeRae and the Iconics attacked them both. But in this match, Candice LeRae is coming out with Niven in her corner, and of course, Billy Kay is coming out with Peyton Royce. Naturally. And in this match, Billy Kay picks up the victory when she puts her feet on the ropes after a roll up. Uh, as Royce is distracting Piper Niven. Oh, okay. So Billy Kay gets like a, a dirty win over Candice okay. LeRae. Uh, kind of starting up this possible feud of Piper Niven and Candice LeRae versus the Iconics. I love this this team up of Piper Niven and Candice LeRae. There's something about it. That I, I can't put my finger quite on it, but there's something about it I just quite quite enjoy. I had, I, I had the same feeling. Uh, I was like, there's something about it that works. That I that I'm feeling a lot that I wanted to work with, but I don't know what it is and why it works so well. But there is something there. Sean, do you have any thoughts on the pairing of Lorey and Niven? I'm just glad you kept the Iconics together because they should never split up ever. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> I agree with you guys. Candice Lorey and Piper Niven would be an engaging pairing and definitely give them more to do. I like that thought process, Mikey. You could, yeah, that's pretty sweet. All right, well, next up after that match one, we have a backstage interview with Rey Mysterio about his son Dominic getting drafted to SmackDown and his debut match later tonight. Mysterio begins. 
I'm so proud of my son for keeping up the family legacy and becoming a WWE superstar. He's been working so hard to get where he is today. I'm sure win or, win or lose tonight, he's going to do great in his first match. Which is up next. Match number two is Dominic Mysterio versus Shelton Benjamin. In which Shelton Benjamin actually picks up the victory. But, but after the match, Shelton Benjamin helps Dominic to his feet, gives him a pat on the back, and mouths the words, not bad, kid. And Mysterio hugs his son and gives him a little pep talk like, oh, you did great. It may be a loss, but take it as a learning experience. You know, like the classic dad, like after you lost your baseball game, like <laughs> pep talk. How dare you steal my storyline <laughs> of dads and sons with uh, Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable. <laughs> yeah, but I actually have a dad. You don't know that. You Do you remember, do you remember old SmackDown talking smack days? Chad Gable, Daniel Bryan are father and son. God, it's like you don't even watch Tout. Oh, man. <laughs> tout. What a, That's also one of the reasons thing. why I paired them together. I, was, I, I just love that storyline they did for themselves. Fair enough. I'm playing into it. I'm playing into it. I like it. So the, so in this world, this is Dominic's debut match against Shelton Benjamin, I believe, right? So mm-hmm. I think this is a, a loss. It's very New Japan style where, like, your first match is usually always a loss, you know. It's you're again you're against someone that is a veteran. So it would be it would be in like the world of wrestling, it would be kind of ridiculous if Dominic was able to defeat Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, that was kind of my thought process about it. Is that like if Shelton Benjamin lost here, it would be it would feel weird, um, especially since this is Dominic's like first official match in WWE. So I gave Shelton the win here, but I gave him like I, I tried to put him yeah. over a little bit. With Shelton giving him like the pat on the back after yeah, the match, I like that. I liked it a lot. Can I say I love that um, Mikey of Dominic going up against um, someone from the Ruthless Aggression era during Rey Mysterio's time in WWE? Like, obviously he's still wrestling now, but like it's more so from when he was still in his prime. And so, well, he can still go. Like he's still, yeah, someone from more like his time in WWE, like Shelton Benjamin. I think that's perfect. Like him going through like that era, Rey Mysterio trying to prove he's just as good as his dad and the wrestlers he's faced off against. More so starting with the Ruthless Aggression era to this day. I'm going to go with that was the storyline and not I asked Ryan to pick someone completely randomly from my roster for Dominic to go up against. <laughs> I do also like that. I like like the idea that, Sean, uh, that he's facing these people. I, lo- I love that idea, Sean. And I, I just wanted to ex- expand so we go from the Ruthless Aggression era the PG era to the people power era and we'll just go down down by down <laughs> eventually it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Dominic Mysterio versus John Laurinaitis it's just gonna <laughs> he just goes through the eras it's gonna be like Dominic Mysterio versus Stone Cold <laughs> Dominic Mysterio versus John Cena oh god you're gonna have um, Kevin Nash come back for an angle <laughs> Yeah, because he, he beat Rey Mysterio to have him unmask in WCW. And he's going to try to face off against Nash. And he, Nash is going to tear his quad. I, I would love, and in, in that match, Dominic Mysterio versus Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash thinks Dominic is just like so ugly that he wants to put a mask on Dominic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's heel heat, baby. Go, that's old like time heel heat. That's money. Wear a mask like your dad. <laughs> you need it. 
Has had that has yeah. it been a storyline yeah. where like like it was a mask mask match where the loser has to put on a mask? <laughs> it's like it's it's a no mask versus no mask match. Loser wears one. Twenty eleven Cody Rhodes. Just everyone has to wear the ugly uh plastic face mask. I love it. I love it. Mikey, what what's more what more do you got? All right. So after Dominic Mysterio and Shelton Benjamin were rolling right into our next match, which is Bailey and Asuka versus Sasha Banks and Ember Moon, in which Sasha Banks and Ember Moon get the victory when Ember Moon pins Bailey. Oh. Oh, Ember Moon pins the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. She's ooh, you're setting up future title shots, I see. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, well then Ember Moon hmm. and Ember Moon and Banks get the win, so they get to choose their match stipulations, if I'm not mistaken, right? Indeed. That will come next okay. week. I can't wait to find out. After that, we have a video package from One Nation in a dark room. <clears throat> Cruz speaks up and says, Undisputed Era, celebrate while you can. While you soak in the glory of victory, we have been planning, plotting, and trading to take back those tag team championships and wipe Undisputed Era off of SmackDown like the stain you are. You better start focusing on us because the more you ignore, the more you ignore us, the stronger we become. And then Tazawa kicks the camera to the floor, and we see One Nation walk off. Very cool. Gotta say, I'm so glad you put uh, Tazawa and Cruz together because I've been begging for them and Ricochet to be together again. Did tease? Did we tease Ricochet joining One Nation at one point? Mm, I don't Ricochet, think maybe. I'm trying to remember if we had him on our roster or not. We te- Well, we had Mustafa Ali join One Nation at one point, and then he for, for a like a minute, minute yeah, he got removed out of it. But uh, I think I think this is this is our best iteration of One Nation. It's just Cruz and Tazawa just being like almost almost like very dark ordery almost. Yeah, they're they're a no nonsense tag team. I mean, originally they were all they're like anti authoritarian, and now since winning the titles, they were just like ruling over all. Yeah, it's kind of like Dark Order without the goofy parts. That's fair. Yeah, sounds That's good. good. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. One Nation, they are on. <laughs> it's true, and that's a and that's your classic Sean joke of the week. Hatcha. <laughs> 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 the more I think about that joke, the more All I start right. laughing. <laughs> After that video package, we have a backstage segment, which is an interview with Drew McIntyre about the fatal four-way tonight. Drew McIntyre says, All four men in this match are amazing competitors. However, I don't think any of them realize how in over their heads they actually are. Well, maybe except Randy Orton. See, they're competing for a shot to face the Hunter. No matter who wins tonight, I will systematically destroy them at Clash of Champions and retain this Universal Championship. Drew McIntyre walks away and heads to ringside to watch this match. Okay, the hunter Drew McIntyre, now that he has the gold around his waist yet again, is uh, sizing up his next... I don't want to say prey because he's the one being hunted. His next challenge, I guess would be a better mm-hmm. word. His next challenge, yeah. Yeah, very, very... I love Drew McIntyre, and I was thinking about the character we created around the Hunter Drew McIntyre. He's very Craven the Hunter. Yeah, he his whole gimmick is that he he whoever his opponent was at the time he would hunt them down, and then when he beat them, he would take like something off yes. of them as a trophy. And he has like and he has like this whole Mantle. this whole like 
It's like it's like it's almost like the Firefly Funhouse, where it's just like this random universe inside of SmackDown, except it's just the mantle of Drew McIntyre. Where he has like a chair, a fireplace, like all of his trophies laying on the mantle. Yeah, it sounds badass. Like I would love it if have there been like character vignettes with like Drew in like his uh, fireside lodge with a furnace. Yes, and then yes, there have been shag, shag carpeting or what like if- the carpet with a bear head but instead of a bear head it's a viper there was what one of my most recent favorite ones was when he was in his uh he was in his like little domain he was in his uh his trophy room basically and he was sipping on an alcohol he was sipping on a uh japanese alcohol uh called habushu which is uh alcohol but it has a snake inside of it so what? yeah so he was basically talking about how like how Orton how with the snake it's like super deadly until you catch it and put it in the bottle and then it's ba- and then the alcohol renders all the venom harmless so you can just drink it. So basically he was saying like listen, vipers are dangerous until you catch them as like a a nod to his feud with Orton. That sounds badass. It was it was pretty I thought I'm speaking biasly, but I thought it was pretty cool. Didn't you win that week? I think I did because it was fucking awesome. I'm you more that, was, that was one of the sickest video packages I've written, and it's so short. Yeah. You were saying, Sean? Just more Lucha Underground stuff. Love it, love it, love it. I love Drew McIntyre drinking snakehead venom, giving him the power. <laughs> giving the power to go through his veins. Oh, man. Craven the Hunter, baby. Uh, what else? We're coming up. I think your main event's next, right? Yeah, d- yeah. But say our main event uh, is coming up. We have Adam Cole versus Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman versus Randy Orton. And throughout this match, I want to say that uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly start picking apart the competitors. So they like at one point they take Kevin Owens and they put him through the announce table, rendering him out of the match. Uh, at another point, they take a couple of chairs and they like smash Braun Strowman's legs in the chairs so he can't get back up. So it basically comes down to Adam Cole and Randy Orton. And Adam Cole picks up the victory in the end, delivering two last shots to Randy Orton. Wow. Adam Cole. With with the assistance of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, of course. Naturally. Adam Cole, new number one contender for the Universal Championship at Clash of Champions. Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole. Bay-bay. Yep. Bay-bay. Holy crap, what a match. Yeah, I was very excited about that one. Yeah, I love that matchup. Sean, thoughts on McIntyre versus Cole? I love it. That's a good throwback because Cole made his debut in NXT attacking Drew McIntyre. And, of course, he faced McIntyre at a a televised house show with Shawn Michaels as the referee and didn't win, but... Yeah, shortly, Drew won the title and went up to, after he got back from his injury, came to the main roster. Love, love, love the idea of WWE actually playing with the history of its performers and using that to actually set up current storylines. It's almost, I think there's a term for that. I think it's called long-term booking. What the fuck? That's not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking it up and I was just like... I, I remember that was that the I think that's their only interaction that they've ever had. 
it was this one title match, McIntyre versus Cole. And 2017, they haven't had anything in NXT since that. And I, Mikey, I'm trying to remember. I mean, we, in our universe, we, we started booking right after SummerSlam 2018. And Undisputed Era debuted at SmackDown 1000. Uh, I'm trying. Did did McIntyre and Cole ever interact? Even then, I don't think they did. I don't believe so. I think no. this might be the first time ever. Because shortly, af- I remember shortly after that we had Undisputed Era go to Raw. Yes. Yeah. Right after WrestleMania, they went to Raw. And I believe yeah, McIntyre's been on SmackDown ever since. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't think they've ever ever interacted with each other. And so this will be a first time matchup. Yes. Oh, that that makes me. Excited. I'm very excited about this. That makes me excited. Well, uh, Sean, thoughts on Mikey's card top down? I gotta say, Mikey, you've delivered a really strong card. Uh, one Thank of the you. I, Thank you. One of the things I love, you've delivered a lot with women's tag team action. I love how they set up single storylines, but also for the tag team titles. I think that's a good way to make those titles feel important and give more performers something to do. I love that. One of the things I love is that you went at it like you were an actual like writer for I'm sure Ryan did too. Like what's so difficult about actually writing for WWE is that you have to write basically what Vince wants, but try to make sure the fans can actually enjoy it too. Yes. And so you got like you got the opening promo, but it's like there's more like substance to it. It doesn't feel homogenous like a McDonald's burger. It actually feels like all right, there are things that happen and move forward in the episode with a strong A plot. And that's like pitch perfect WWE writing. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. There is like a, there's like the formula to WWE booking. It's just about using that formula to your advantage. Yeah. That makes sense. And you know, writing, writing promos is not the easiest thing, but if you just dive deep into character and like, as you, you know, you worked on your stuff, Sean, just having a good idea of a character like the hunter Drew McIntyre, the cowboy singer, or no, even better, the uh, fashion model outlaw, or something that I did on Raw. Just by having like those characters, having that idea of a character, you can do so much with them. Because and you don't have to make it hokey. Like, and that's the other thing, especially for like baby faces, you don't have to make it hokey. Just have an idea of this person and what th- what their motivations are, what they're about, and then go from there. It's funny you said that because I literally wrote an article not too long ago for last word on why um, NXT needs to give their wrestlers more character. I think the wrestling's good. The wrestling should always stay strong. But character and personality is what really is going to drive up those views. And it's like compared to when um, WWE was facing WCW in the Monday Night Wars, they accentuated the strengths and the characters of its wrestlers and turned them into superstars. They turned them into characters fans can gravitate towards. So giving them that strong character and invest it with and just fleshing it out more rather than dropping it the second week. That, yeah, that is what needs to happen more in modern wrestling. And more importantly, characters that aren't like caricatures. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, well, I like it. Um, Mikey, your card obviously isn't over. Of course not. Gotta gotta hit the randomizer on you. Sean, I would have you hit the randomizer, but you don't have access to it. So, I will have you at the randomizer, but you, you can't. can't. So I'll hit it for you on your behalf, Sean. 
um, and we'll and we'll ruin Mikey's card hopefully together. Because I would love nothing more. I am not, I am not excited about nothing it. Nothing more to ruin Mikey's card. You you do it. You've done it a lot recently. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess technically this is Sean's roll, right? No, you you rolled so it's yours. No, I would say... <laughs> I'm blaming you for everything that happened. No, I'm saying technically it's Sean, and there's a specific reason why I'm saying technically it's Sean, because I rolled on because I rolled on Sean. And so I'm saying that technically this is Sean's. Because this is a not-so-fair trade. Oh, interesting. Which is why I'm saying that is this technically Sean's or is this my role? Because a not-so-fair trade, Sean, is that you have to trade a superstar of equal value without the other person's approval. Which, is, which, happened, which happened to me very recently. Right. And Ryan, Ryan took uh, Nikki Cross yes. from me and gave me our truth Yes. Oh, come on. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, okay. So Here, let me let me share you share my screen for you. So I guess Sean gets to take someone from SmackDown, and I get somebody from NXT. Yes, I think that's what that means. <laughs> I, I think that's what that means. I am just a total shit stirrer this episode. I love this. <laughs> uh, okay, here's like a giant list of our roster of their value, uh, quote unquote. Obviously, we don't have a version for that for NXT. You can see it on this right here. Uh, and so yeah. for NXT, we'll sort of sort of gauge, I guess, as a as a group dynamic. I'm gonna try not to be a dick, Mikey. You you can do whatever you want, Sean. I don't have no say in this. So I can do this without Mikey's approval. Yes, and, but we have to agree. I guess I'll I'll help you agree that if they're equal value or not. Okay. Like like, and basically what that means is like. I don't think a trade of Kevin Owens for Kona Reeves is a fair is makes sense. What are you talking about? He's NXT's finest. <laughs> My mistake. You are correct, sir. No, in reality, he's NXT's C minus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think that's generous. Okay. All right. Equal value, huh? Yes. Mm. And this is right. and Mikey has no say in this. Mikey has no say in this. I am gonna take. You give him Vanessa Bourne, who's injured for three weeks. I want. Yeah, she's injured. Oh, just another wrestle. Just another wrestler on my injured list. I that would make three. It's a tough list. Oh man! Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is a tough list. Hmm. I'm not going to do anyone who's currently on Mikey's card because that, like, I could, but I'm not. I appreciate that. The way I'm going to go about it is I kind of want this draft to take place so that um, the person would switch after this mm-hmm. week Makes so they sense. wouldn't wrestle this week. It would just be, like, after the week would happen. I am going to take Pete Dunne. Oh, no, Wait. my United States champion. And I'm going to trade you. Tommaso Champa, big moves. <laughs> so, you taking my United States champion from me. Very yep. interesting. Yep, you are gonna have to figure out a new U.S. champion. <laughs> right. You get Tommaso Champa. Does that sound like an equal trade? 
Honestly, I I'm gonna say real quick, this actually works out a little not too bad because Pete Dunne just had a United States Championship match last week against Oni Lorcan, and I didn't really have anything for him going to the Clash of Champions, so this might work out. Um, I was, it, I, if, I it's, was... if it's okay with you guys, can yeah. I either get a next week to have him relinquish the title, or b have him in a match where he loses it? I think yeah. I think to be fair, I feel like you have until like Clash of Champions for him to lose it. You have you like okay. like you know he's he's going to NXT. It's just like he he has until a certain point, and 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 if he and if he still has it after Clash of Champions, it's vacated. Is that fair? I like yeah yeah I understand that. I like Tommaso Ciampa though. I like having uh, Mister Blackheart. Yeah, obviously, Mikey, you don't have a say in this, but Sean, I think that is, a f I would say that's a fair trade done for Champa's. I would say it's a fair trade. Um, I also don't have a say, but I would agree. I, I like because I would say Champa is probably a little bit higher than Dunn, but in in terms of this universe, Dunn is the United States champion, so I think that raises Dunn a little bit higher. Um, also, so incredibly mean to take someone's U.S. champion. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bold move. <laughs> I, told, well, I didn't want to take anyone who was on the current card, but like, I I told Mikey, it's like I said I wouldn't use someone who's on the current card, but You're like, right. well, you didn't. It had me value. Wow, what a what a move! What a controversial moment, if you will. Very bold moves. Very big. Very One big. I, I don't. Oh man, <laughs> Mikey, thoughts on that decision? I'm gonna need it's, it's to really think about what goes on with the United States Championship now. Yeah, oh, so man. so is it so? Uh, just to clarify, is it vacated now, or are we you giving it some time? I need to figure it out. Okay, <laughs> I think either that's fair. either either he's gonna either I'm gonna keep him until Clash of Champions and then send him off. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna have him vacate it next week and then go. But I think those are my two options here. Okay, okay, I, I love it. I love, I love the shakeup, Sean. I love the shakeup coming in here, injuring Vanessa Bourne, coming uh, in so hot, <laughs> coming in hot with a great card, injuring Vanessa Bourne, and just stealing the United States champion out from Mikey's toes. Toes? I don't know why I said that. Okay, well... From under my nose, I think is what you meant. Yeah. I, so, for me, for controversial moment, I lit, legit can't think of anything. Is it okay if I have have them... What about... Ooh, what about this? Ro, the LLC and Usos abduct Keith Lee. Abduct? Keith, okay. Mystery, mystery van style. I would take that one. Uh, I guess the current world circumstances aren't happening in our universe. That's what but... I'm dealing with, guys. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know what to do because nothing feels great. Here's the thing. I would say that's controversial because in reality, WWE controversial is just conservative propaganda. So... <laughs> I guess this is fair. <laughs> I, I would say that falls under WWE controversial. Okay, uh, I'm in. So the so in the same van that they used to beat up and attack I will say, Aleister Black I will months say, ago, you could have done better. But what do you mean <laughs> I could have done better? 
<laughs> we'll take it. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean I could have done better? I don't want to just hit him with the car. We, we've already established hitting him with a car isn't controversial enough. That's fair. I don't right, know, now, now that I've now that I now that I've abducted Keith Lee, I have no idea what to do with him. So now I got to figure that out for next you week. You could have done a cuck angle. You could have had someone reveal to be a lesbian. You could have had um, someone saying WWE is right and the fans you are wrong. Some, you could have had someone saying AEW is better. I guess these are fair. <laughs> I just I just like my controversial moments to be the last moment of the show. You know what I mean? Like if I do a cuck angle during the thing, maybe that can that be or can that be a randomizer pick, Mikey? You have to do a cuck do a cuck angle. There's no like there's no like there's no like short name for it. It just it's just do a cuck angle. Oh my god! What if hold on? What if since Paul Heyman's now with Roman on SmackDown? What if Paul Heyman gets moved to the creative team? And he puts AJ Styles in a cuck angle. <laughs> oh man, Friday night's cuck down. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, well, uh, there we go. LLC and the Usos abducted Lena <laughs> And hey, I'm just gonna put this out there right now. That made if my card li- worse. If you're, li- if you're listening, and you're a cuck, <laughs> no shame. No shame. No kink shame. No kick shaving. Okay, well then there we go. Those are our three cards. Uh, we read them out for you during the show, and obviously the changes are that Keith Lee is no longer being crushed by a forklift and said he's abducted in a van. Uh, in NXT, Vanessa Bourne gets injured for three weeks, and then SmackDown, Pete Dunne, the U.S. champion, leaves SmackDown at some, some point, and the person that replaces him is Tommaso The U.S. Ciampa. champion, for some reason, leaves SmackDown for yeah. NXT. I guess that's Mikey's decision when it get, when, it, when time comes. But uh, there we go. Uh, if you liked any of these cards, go to our Twitter, at HitTheBooksPod, and vote which card you thought was the best. There'll be a poll at the top of our Twitter page, pinned to the top. You can vote right there which card you thought was the best. Uh, real quickly, going around the room, without voting on your own, obviously, Mikey, we'll start with you. We'll go reverse order. Mikey, whose card do you think was the best? No pressure. But if it's raw, it makes sense. Both of them were very good. Both of your guys' cards were very, very good. So it's hard to say. But if you had to pick one, uh, Van Forklift to the head. I think... I think... Oh, man. I think... I'm going to have to go with Starcade. Yes. Ah. Dang it. Sean, thoughts or Mikey reasons why you want to say Starcade overall? I think I like I like the character work in Starcade that's happening. I like the 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 segment with I like the character building segment with Kushida. I like the Dexter Loomis uh carrying cross NXT title match. I think that's super dope. Um and I think that would be something I would absolutely tune in for like in real life if it happened. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it just hit harder than Raw. Okay. Okay. Sean, your pick and why? I. Sorry, Ryan. I'm going for Mikey SmackDown. No! I'm not. I'm not. Raw getting blown out. Here's the thing. I like that Mikey. Ryan, you gave plenty of stuff for wrestlers to do. I like that Mikey gave the women's performers more to do, especially in tag team action. I'm a huge sucker for women's tag teams. I like the Drew McIntyre Hunter character and how his promo, he didn't, I like when world champions don't appear too prominently in the show. 
So I like, but I still like them on the show, you know, and like looking strong. So, I mean, Keith Lee was obviously protected in your show, but Drew McIntyre laying in the hunt. And Keith of course, Lee wasn't he was protected. He got abducted. He's still Keith Lee, though. It took five people. That's true. Six if you're counting Invisible John Cena, aka the heir. Who's always there. Who's always, always there. there. You just can't see him. You just can't see him. But yeah, it's like I like um Mikey's playing long term booking with Drew McIntyre, Adam Cole. I think the Undisputed Era keeps Randy strong. And yeah, strong main event. And of course GM Page looking like strong, but yeah, just as strong as the boys, but not overbearing. Well, I I still love GM Page on SmackDown. So, was, I'm so glad we never got rid of GM Page in this universe. Well, these are all fair reasons. I will be honest. I think I think Raw was a little bit of a building show and building towards we, new we things. Yeah, those are those are hard ones. Obviously, to... Starcade's Star uh, the Starcade has you know title matches and whatnot versus SmackDown, which has a huge colossal fatal four way. Um, I was doing a building show, and I think that's what hurt me is I I did it on the wrong week, if you will. Well, Ryan, now that we've said who we think is better, what do you think? Oh, it's easily Starcade. Oh, okay, fair enough. And I'm not just saying that because Sean is the guest, but I think I like Sean's. I I like the new the new ideas that Sean brought to the table. I really enjoyed having the character moments separated from the match moments. You know, ha- a nice fun little character spots to sort of showcase. You know, it's. It's the idea of just including just some little moments to show off who the thing who these people are. Like mm-hmm. like it's a little bit more like you're making like fan you know not fantastic not fantastical like you know in, you know inspiring characters and stuff like that. Where like I'm going or Raw is more realistic and Raw if you will and SmackDown has a lot of great uh, egos. Really honestly, yeah. with all the people that on SmackDown, incoming Tomasa Ciampa. Incoming, um, incoming uh, egomaniac Ethan Page. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Page, call it all ego. Ethan Page. Um, but I, I think I, I like that a lot. I like Dexter Lewis being in there. I like, I really like the idea of a tag team match between uh, Wild and Mendoza versus uh, Imperium. And I like Thatcher joining that faction as well to sort of get like the two front war of Imperium with mm-hmm. NXT UK and NXT proper. Um, which I wouldn't be surprised to see that in normal NXT around the corner, but I digress. But I like Starcade a lot. I think it had a lot uh, to bring to the table. I think, Sean, I think you did a really good job for your first time booking. Just coming in with the ultimate flex. <laughs> now, <laughs> I like to see you try to do this two years in a row, baby. I want to yeah, see um... you try to build up a, a god dang pay-per-view. Oh, come so we got, two vo- we got two votes for Starcade. Uh one vote for SmackDown. Yes, but the audience, your vote is the ultimate deciding factor. Again, go to our Twitter page at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter, and in that pinned tweet at the top of the page, after this episode is released, you can vote on which card you thought was better. So go over to Twitter at Hit the Books Pod and do that. And of course, if you like what we did here, you can subscribe to this podcast feed. Um, not only will you get. Um, this show every single Friday we'll get those pay-per-view specials you know Clash of Champions when that drops in a couple weeks and of course you'll get Wrestling of Statistics a show I do with Craig Leesk every Monday um, uh, where we sort of go dive deep into uh, stats and analytics in the world of professional wrestling while kind of reviewing matches in that sense I, I would definitely say listen to last week's or last Monday's episode we dove deep into Cody Rhodes' TNT title reign all 
10 of those matches that he had. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff came out of that. So I would definitely go listen to that episode. Um, go to our YouTube channel, watch some of the video versions of the podcast. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, leave a review. Why don't you? Go to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds of your time. Leave a quick five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Ryan, Sean, I actually, before we before we close out the show, I do have an announcement. Ooh, an announcement. All right, hit the books, fans. September 9th is the return of Mikey's Indy 500, but Whoa. it is getting reworked into uh, a a new name called Independent Waters. Ooh, then what's the conceit of the show? The show the show will be a format where five independent wrestling matches are reviewed each week. Um, and I'm very, it, it's, it's almost like Indy 500, but without the race part, it's more of an adventure through the Indies than a race through the Indies. If you, if you will, I like it. I like it's, it. It's more a discovery. Yes. The, a the discovery run than a, than a, a race to 500 matches, you know, like a Phoenix, uh, rise, rising out of the waters. I, I'm really confusing my elements here. Mikey's into 500 reborn into independent waters. Check that out. And September 9th, is that what you said? Yeah, September 9th will be the first episode of independent waters. So check that out when it drops. Sean, thank you so much for coming on to our show, uh, coming on to hit the books. I have you so much fun having you onto the show. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you and where, more importantly, where can people find your articles? You can find me on Twitter at Jonathan64. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram. And also follow me and fellow writers on Last Word on Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Definitely go to Jonathan. Sh- <laughs> why Jonathan? That was... You remember Liv and Mel from college? They gave me that nickname. That sounds Incredible. Right. That, that tracks with those two. Yeah. Just keep the nickname. Why not? I have so many of them. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again so much, Sean. Sean's a great writer, so definitely go to Ch- Last Word uh, Last Word on Wrestling. Could barely get that out. Definitely go there. Definitely go to that website um, and go check out a bunch of his articles. Uh, definitely worth a read. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully uh, you can easily come back. Invitations always open, Sean, for a return to just demolish us with NXT bookings. <laughs> Oh, I'll be back. Now that I got Pete done, you know I'm going to be back. <laughs> now that you've stolen my United States champion. I'm going to introduce the European title and give it straight <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was that was a thought I had. I, I was thinking about doing. Pete Dunne t- winning the United States championship and then, like, throwing it in the trash and bringing out the European championship. X-U-K. Let's go. There we go. Thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. Thank you, of course, all of you for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. For Mikey, for Sean, I have been Ryan. We'll see you all next week. And, of course, the always closer, Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it. This has been a Countout Podcast.